0: I am a sick man. I am a spiteful man. I am an unattractive man. I believe my liver is diseased. I felt them positively swarming in me, these opposite elements. They drove me to convulsions and sickened me. I did not know how to become anything, neither spiteful nor kind, neither a hero nor an insect. Now, I am living out my life in my corner, taunting myself with despiteful and useless consolation. Even if I had had magnanimity, I should only have had more suffering from the sense of its uselessness. It is only the fool who becomes anything. The whole principle Falls into dust. Tom and Steve listen to the spirit of the age. All they hear is notes from Blunderground.
1: Thank you for joining Tom and Steve on Notes from Blunderground. My name is Tom and my wingman. Steve, how you doin'? Ooh, we are here today, and we are timely today. Because we have a, a pretty big international incident going on uh, over in the country of China. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, and so we want to take uh, some time to be timely, right? We want to take an opportunity to speak to what's happening right now. Uh, and these are the protest in China, the COVID protest. Yep. Uh, Yeah, Uh, and so uh, there's been a lot of uh, protests that have been happening. The largest one happened the other day. It was in Shanghai, Mm -hmm. and there are other protests going on uh, all over, uh, around in Guangzhou and uh, also in Beijing and in other cities.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised that we know about this. I was shocked this morning to see the videos. I mean, it it looked like Times Square.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it really does. And uh, it's probably so... In China, so let me start off by saying that there's a little bit of an insider aspect into what you're listening right now um, just because of of my my other life. So uh, um, I have one life as a podcaster extraordinaire, and then there's uh, another life that I have where I teach English privately uh, as an English tutor, and I uh, teach students that are inside of China and that are on the mainland uh, and also in Hong Kong. Uh, But uh, given the fact that I do have students in the mainland uh, and uh, I uh, speak to their parents as well, uh, that I do have a a little bit of insider information, uh, but also I think it's just a different perspective. And as a perspective, I can offer people that is closer to what the people themselves uh, feel and think.
2: Yeah, you're going to get a better view of what's on the ground. So I'd be interested in what have you been hearing from those people?
1: Well, first, what I would say is, I would say that it's very important to remember that the the beginning and, and the, of all these protests, it was in Shanghai, and that's very important for people to understand. When people see, when you see, when you talk about Times Square and you see the mass of people, this all started in Shanghai, and that's very important because Shanghai was under a very intense lockdown for for months and months, and so there's a lot of pent up. There's a lot of pent up rage there.
2: Is that their Shanghai? Is that their financial center? That's their financial hub, sort of.
1: Yeah, thing? It really. is. Shanghai is in the southern part of China, okay. and it is uh, Shanghai is basically it is the financial hub. It kind of uh, Hong Kong was more the financial hub, whereas Shanghai is the industrial center. Okay. And so this is where all the everything ships in and out for the West. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. And so there's a, a large city. It's about 26, 27 million people that live there in that city. By, by comparison, just everybody knows Houston is four and a half million people. Yeah, uh, New York City I think is eleven million, maybe so thirteen that, million. So Shanghai's massive. Uh, Shanghai is massive. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. Twenty-seven million people e- eclipses eclipses anything. That's it's more than twice as large as New York City. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It's just massive. Twenty-seven huh. million. I didn't
2: know it was that big, but yeah.
1: No, it really is twenty-seven million people that live there, and so there was a lot of pent up rage, and there was a lot of pent up. Uh, there's a lot of pent up uh, ex expression so people there people there know about democracy, okay, so people there they tend to have a better understanding of the way that things are in in other areas of the world, but they they don't really tend to internalize that as people, mostly because they're they're too busy getting rich. Hmm. so a couple of things to understand here is the the way that the Chinese people view this situation, okay so Think of it like this, okay? So let's say that you are, um, say that you are uh, a part of an ant colony, and that one day uh, someone tells you that, hey, outside the ant colony, someone dropped a big uh, blob of, uh, of sweet um, honey or, or, or something or other, and you could, you can go out of the anthill and you can go feast on it, bring as much of it as you can, and you can get as fat as you want, and you can eat as much as you want. Yeah. And the only thing you have to do is is just. Don't ask where it comes from, right? Just go eat it, and that's all you have to do. Oh, boy. So for your average Chinese person, this is a good illustration of how they view the government, all right? So Chinese people are taught that the party manages the economy. They're going to manage the country. And so what they're going to do is they're going to manage that. And so you don't need to worry about it. You don't need to know about it. You don't need to overthink it. You, You just need to let it be. And what the party will do is, the party will create, uh, will create a, a new China, which is a new economy. And so th- th- that's kind of like the the ball of honey. They'll create this new economy. And so your job is all you need to do is worry about you and your own family. It, all you need to do is worry about working and getting rich, and that's going to be good for China. And 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 you, by wor- by getting rich, by working hard, by taking care of yourself, that's good for China. And that's going to be good. So that's what you need to do. Don't worry about the government. So basically everyone is okay as long as they're allowed to leech on this economy. As long as everyone is allowed to have a job and they can work and kill themselves and they can go to school and they get a good job and make a lot of money, then they don't really worry about anything else. They don't worry about other Chinese people. They don't worry about the government. If something is bad, then they don't really worry about it. And this is where you have an urban versus rural divide in China. So in, the, in China has three-tier cities, okay? There's tier one cities like Beijing and Shanghai. Then there's tier two cities, and there's tier three cities. Now, tier three cities in China, you don't even hear about. Like, I, if I named any, you wouldn't even know what they were. So these are cities that are comparable to places like Tampa Bay, right, or smaller cities. Okay. But to the Chinese, these are barely even cities, even though they have millions of people that live there.
2: Uh, it's a blip on their radar. Yeah, they,
1: it's a stumbling block. They don't even think anything of it. Yeah. So these are like three-tier cities. So if you're in the city, tier one, tier two, tier three, your main purpose in life is to make money. And as long as you're working and making money, nothing else matters. All right? So it's it's just inconsequential. Now, if you live in the village and you're, you're rural, you're outside the city, then chances are you are you're fairly uneducated, and you're, you, you live a very simple life. And so here's where the propaganda comes in, a lot of the propaganda. Uh, Chinese people are told things, uh, for example, like the CIA. The CIA infiltrates China, and they have sleeper agents, and they manipulate uh, the news. Yeah. Uh, so they, they lie for international papers. Uh, so they, they, they you know things aren't really the way that they seem. And so it's very conspiratorial, and it's very narrative-driven. And so out there, it's very ignorant in terms of what people will believe. Yeah. Uh, and so.
2: They're sort of fed a narrative, just like, you know, we are here. Yeah. In mean, a lot Except of ways. Except it's, isn't it harder there to seek out information? Because they have, a lot of places on the internet are, are blocked, right? Like they, they can't, they can't post certain things and they can't look at
1: certain things, right? Yeah. They have what's called the Great Firewall. And so the Great Firewall shuts China off from the rest of the world. And so they don't have, they don't have freedom of, they don't have freedom of information. All right, there. They don't have freedom of speech there either, but they there's no freedom of speech and there's no freedom of information. So they're not allowed to to get out and to just look uh, to look. uh. However, the Great Firewall can be cut through with a VPN, and a lot of Chinese people have VPNs. Okay, so the VPN allows you to get out from the Great Firewall and to. and to see what's out there. But the issue is that a lot of Chinese people, the English is not very good, okay? So they are not able to speak English well enough or to read English well enough to make sense of what they can see beyond the great firewall. Also there's a lot of misinformation. Uh, people are told that the CIA uh, puts out misinformation and disinformation and so a lot of people don't trust it. They don't know what to trust versus what not to trust. And um so uh, and uh, and also too Chinese websites and websites in the West are very different, so they're not used. They're not used to to the structure, and it's very strange. If you were to go to a Chinese website, they're very busy. They have characters everywhere. There's colors all over the place, and so it's very it's not appealing to look at. Well, the same is true for Chinese uh, for Chinese uh, viewers as well. Mm. So uh, they can get through with the VPN, but technically VPNs are illegal but they can't police it because there's not enough police to the people. Yeah. So the people can get them and they can use them, but they they can't always they can't always necessarily cut through. And anyhow, they're really not interested in in, in they're really interested in making money and being able to do what they need to do for China. Uh, and so uh, so is that why they
2: That's is that essentially why they hire you then? Is just a means to an end so to speak like so they can make better connections with uh, business connections i guess with the outside world world things outside
1: yeah um, a lot of it for their children a lot of it is for their children they want their children to be able to speak uh, english because english is the the international language of business and they want their children to be fluent mm-hmm. there's also there's this idea in china that the the great leap forward. Okay, so the, there's this idea in China that China is making this great leap into the first world. Okay, they're making this great leap from uh, from where they were to where they are. So think of it like so. You got to think of it in terms of um, in a movie theater. If you're in a movie theater and you you stand up, you've gone from sitting to standing. So you've doubled your standing, and this is like in one generation. So they'll say, okay, well, what we need to do is we need to have a country full of engineers. So that's uh, that's the goal for a generation. So an entire generation will study 18 hours a day, go to the greatest schools, put in more work than you've ever imagined could possibly be put in, and become the world's greatest engineers. And that's for one. But the issue is that this can only be done once, right? Yeah. And China does not really understand this China lives in this perpetual reality where they'll say okay the next generation needs to do it again alright so they need to kind of double that and then their their children will double that and then their children will double that so the parents put this incredible amount of, of pressure on these kids where these kids are, are are pushed to be better except that it's not possible because you can only really do it once yeah, you know you can't. It's not really possible, right? Twice. How do you get better than best? Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. And, and so what they're dealing with now is they 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 have a lot of problems because they have what's called lying flat, which is the which is that these these basically these children are getting into their teenage years, and as we all know, because we're both parents, right? Teenagers are not dumb. They're not stupid. They can see what's around them, and so they look around them and they see okay. You know, there's no jobs here. You know, if I I can I, I like, you know, there's only the there's not enough jobs for everybody. There's not enough great jobs for everybody, and mm-hmm. there's 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 no way that I can I can do what's expected of me. Right. And so they also too they these are uh, tech savvy people who are able to get past the firewall and they're able to see things in the outside world, and so they also they become rather disillusioned and and so they they can see things like for example even in America where they see in America well Americans don't work very hard yeah and, and they'll say well if You know, China needs to work, you know, 10 times harder than the Americans. Well, the Americans are doing just fine, and they're not working very hard, so why should I work very hard? So we're starting to have a whole generation over there that's questioning the narrative? Absolutely. You know, it's called lying flat. And so lying flat is doing as little as possible and just trying to live near the poverty level and basically effectively trying to hinder this culture of having to do better and to do more. You know, all the time. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, kind of like in America where you have people that are on the dissonant right will, you know, they want the liberals to be in charge so that they can isolate them and mock them. And then they can use that mocking to tear apart institutions. Mm-hmm. Well, in China, they will just live near the poverty line. And they'll say, nope, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to date. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to chill. That's all I'm going to do. And I'm just going to disappear and i'm going to do it because you know you want something from me that's impossible so you know i'm just going to disappear and see what happens right yeah can't
2: can't make me do something can't lift up my arms and my hands and yep. make them work and and do something yep. so yep. yeah and if if all those people over there just stopped showing up to the factories every day yeah then nothing would happen yeah. As a matter of fact, I, it was so crazy to me right so we live in you know obviously a first world country the best country in the world yeah and um the first thing that, you know, some people over here were worried about was the phones, the, the Apple factory over there.
1: Well, you know, the Apple factory, yeah, that was one of two incidents, okay, that really drove this home.
2: It was just crazy to me. Like, there's a human crisis going on over there right now. And your your news that you want to put out is there's going to be – we've had to give some, some uh, distributors in America and let them know that there there could be a disruption in the supply chain of the iPhones. like. Really? That's what humans amount to? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. guys?
1: Well, you know? it, it, it's... Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily... As far as Apple and what they did, I'm not 100% sure about their reaction. But I can speak to the Foxconn incident a little bit. Okay. So what happened is, if you're not familiar, there is a, a factory in China. It's a Foxconn factory. and makes Apple. It makes iPhones. I heard very little about
2: this. So go on.
1: Uh, yeah. there. So this uh factory it's a foxconn factory and so uh there was some people inside the factory that got covid and okay. so and so what happened was they brought in the police and they brought in everyone and when everyone came in they basically welded them in they shut them in and they said well, here's what we're going to do uh w- these people have covid so we're going to lock everyone down you- you're not allowed to leave and they welded the door shut and they said i're just going to make iphones you know and you're just going to keep working and you're just going to work through it And so, yeah, and so what happened was the people in the factory were like, okay, then that's not going to happen because a lot of them were poor. And in China, the poorer you are, the more severe you think that COVID is. All right, so if you're affluent, if you're a part of the affluent class, you've already figured this out. Like, you think you know it's no more than a bad cold, and you're kind of wondering, like, what's the big deal about all this? Because you, yeah. you get what it is. But the poorer you are, the more you're into the village, the more you, you, you believe the narrative. You think that it's probably, it's probably engineered by the CIA, you think it's probably a deadly disease.
2: I do not you. live in rural China, okay? So stop talking about me.
1: <laughs> they uh, so these people freaked out, and what they did was they destroyed the uh, they destroyed everything, and they got they busted their way out, and the police came, and there were riots, and and basically what happened was the people fought and got past the riots. And they basically had to walk home, so they basically had nowhere to go. So there were all these videos of the riots, and followed by videos of people just walking down the street who have nothing. They have no job, they have no home. They're just they're walking down the street trying not to be killed, basically. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was the Fox. Now, what happened was Foxconn. This is where Apple comes in because Apple said, "No, you can't close the plant. You have to keep the iPhones going." So what Foxconn did was they offered um, they offered to the people in the village. They offered them, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was ten thousand RMB a month uh, salary. They offered them uh, free housing, all sorts of perks, and they had this big package. And so that's a that's a ransom, that's a king's ransom in China. Oh yeah. So they went to the village and they had this offer, and everyone from the village was like, "Yeah, no problem, we're we're there." So they all came to the vi- They all came to the factory, and they started working in the factory. But the factory pulled a bait and switch. So once they got them into the factory. They were like, okay, by the way, nope, we're not going to pay you. We're not going to give you any benefits. And, oh, by the way, you guys have to sleep in the same beds that the COVID people were sleeping in. And, you know, you have to deal with it. Now, normally in China, this is like called Monday, right? Yeah, it's expected. Right? Yeah, it's kind pretty, of big- <laughs> pretty, pretty normal. That's right. Happened again. It's right. So you're supposed to roll your eyes and just kind of go along with the flow. <laughs> Well, these people did not go along with the flow. They got pretty upset, and they started grabbing stuff and throwing stuff. And the police came, and then there was riots. There was another riot, even worse than the first one, and um, there was fire set. And 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 it and was you've told bad. me the police over there they, they they just carry like batons and some spray, right? Like
2: they're essentially there as as like figureheads almost of like authority, but they really they can't really do anything. And if you think about it like there's so many people over there they could overwhelm them right
1: Yeah no it, it really is true uh, I mean not nowadays a few of them got guns so I've seen a few guns I mean even machine guns like some of those guys in the white the medical guys like even they carry machine guns now but, um, yeah, normally it is just a baton, and these, these people are not trained either.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, that's what you said, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're not trained. And if I were to – I could show you some videos of uh, Chinese police holding batons, and I wouldn't because you would give me, like, a 30-minute lecture on how to hold a baton. On why that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, it, they really don't. They, they hold batons like your grandma would hold a baton, so, you know, or like a ballerina <laughs> might. Um, but they uh, – so, anyhow, they don't uh, – um, you know, some of them got guns now, uh, and so it does kind of depend. But uh, these the people in the Foxconn plant, uh-huh. they were pulled a bait-and-switch, and so they rioted. And so effectively, the government actually had to offer them the benefits package to stop. So the government basically said, hey, we're going to give you what we promised, and all you need to do is stop killing people and go back to the village. Like, just go away, right? So they kind of paid them off and bought them off. So I have a question. Yeah, sure. I And uh,
2: I don't know. I guess I'm kind of asking this, and I, I already kind of have my own— ideas on the answer but i'm kind of wondering what you think Mm. why in the world would china shoot themselves in the foot with this whole covid thing right my thinking is it's it's made up um so that we can control narrative in a population and get them to do what we want to do but right now it seems like China was able to control their population pretty well unless they were forecasting some sort of, like they, they were already seeing the, the writing on the wall from this lay flat generation or whatever you're calling it, right? Um, it seems like things were rolling along fine, and then they just went into these massive, crazy lockdowns, welding the doors shut to these apartment buildings, and then you know, this fire, I mean, I say only, but it would have killed like 11 people. I mean, yeah, that that was like the the straw that broke the camel's back for this whole thing yeah and kicked off these protests why in the world would china shoot themselves in the foot with these lockdowns like what is where is their benefit they're hurting themselves their their yen i think is uh it's like seven yen per one dollar right now yeah that fell
1: i think it's Um, even worse probably so
2: what is their what
1: what is their motivation like what are they getting out of this well, okay, so the first thing that you mentioned was the hotel fire, and I'll quickly talk about that. Yeah. So there was a hotel fire. It's actually the second one that's happened. There was a first one that happened, and that one was shut down on social media pretty good. See? Didn't even know about it. Uh, yeah. No, most people don't. Uh, and a lot of Chinese people have forgotten about it, too. But the uh, there was a... There was another fire, and this most recent fire happened. Uh, there was a video that came out that really angered a lot of people because they closed down the area around the the apartment. Right. And so they would not allow people within the parameter, and that includes the fire department. Yep. So when the fire department came, they were told they could had to stay outside the parameter. Well, they tried to put out the fire with the water. From that distance? From that distance. (laughs) And they tried. And unfortunately, some people caught video of the water not reaching the building. My goodness. And so that's what you see. When you see it, you can see the water. It it, it almost hits the building, but it doesn't quite make it there. And here, okay, the official estimates say that 10 adults perished in the fire, okay? And that's phony baloney, all right? People in China know the truth. And the truth is it was at least 50 people that died. Whoa. They were burned alive, and one of them was a five-year-old boy what and so yeah and so there's been there was a lot of uh now that's that's not confirmed but that's the wide that's a belief that's widely held in china in china yeah that you're able to obviously hear because so of business yeah so the uh, th- there was this five-year-old boy apparently it was burned to death and families that were burned to death. these people were welded into their apartments so they could not get out and uh, just like in the first hotel fire uh, that happened, uh, the escape, uh, the escape, uh, uh, the stairways were yeah. were uh, were welded shut. Wow. And, uh, were disconnected so that people could not escape, uh, and so there, um, and so people could not escape the building. It was all those people that died, and so that is where I think p- things really saved for people. Okay, so to, to go to the next, th- that was a real spark for what we're seeing now. But to go back to your original point that you were asking about, yeah. Okay, so. In China, people are very paranoid about health, and because of SARS, all right. So if you remember that what SARS was back in the nineties, yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah. And so that was a real deadly disease over there. And uh, if you got SARS, you were probably gonna die. So that is very heavily laden into the Chinese psyche, especially with older people. Mm. And so in China, if you don't feel well, you usually you'll go to the hospital so there's not like this american ideal of well if i get sick i'm just gonna tough it out i'm a big ride it out at home yeah i'm a tough guy i'm gonna ride it out at home no that's not china at all in china if you get the sniffles you go to the hospital and the Uh older you are the worse it is so there's a commonly held belief which is probably true in china that if people were just allowed to get covid like most people do in the world then you would have a all these older people would immediately go to the hospital. And here's the thing that China doesn't want to tell you, okay? China's hospital system is good, but it's not great. And these hospitals will get overwhelmed easily, all right? So there are so many people in China. And when you compare the number of hospitals to the amount of the population, these hospitals would be overwhelmed completely. Today
2: today alone, this is, this is a real number, 40,000 new cases were reported today. Of COVID. Yeah, 40,000
1: new cases. So if you can just imagine a regular hospital, and all of a sudden you have 10,000 people that want to see a doctor. Yeah, forget right, it. And then the tomorrow there's 10,000 more people coming in. Those hospitals will be completely overwhelmed. And so for the Chinese, it's not too hard to say, okay, we're going to let people get COVID. The hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. These people are gonna get upset. They're probably because they're because they're not educated. So they're probably going to destroy the hospitals. All right. Those going to be damage to the hospitals. And then you're going to have they're not going to be able to help the sick people. And then you're going to have older people dying because they're old. You're going to have sick people dying because they're sick. And even though the percentages won't be that bad, all over the world people say, Did you hear there was four million Covid deaths. So it's going to make China, China look bad. You got it. It's a save face thing. With yep, them. you got it, and it's a save face culture. And China and uh, you know Xi Jinping, he is not going to allow the country to be put under that kind of microscope. Under no circumstances will it be allowed to say, "Well, fifty hospitals were destroyed yesterday, and four people died." And their chain, or of four, four million people died.
2: And their chain of command, and how they how they control this. Mm was really interesting to me you explained it to me a few months ago yeah yeah. and when this is when you were telling me how the police were Mm -hmm. and you worked your way from Xi Jinping all the way down and not name by name but you were like well then this mayor you know if he doesn't get to zero COVID yeah well then yeah like explain that again because one I don't really exactly remember it too it's interesting
1: yeah, no it really is the city is each city is run by a city manager which is kind of like it's kind of like the mayor but not really okay so they're basically so basically like a city manager and so as a city manager as a city manager you're kind of under the 80 20 rule okay so twenty percent 20 percent of city managers, get to know the right people, they schmooze the right people, and they end up getting promoted. Okay, so Xi Ping was a city manager himself huh. and got all right. promoted all the way up to the top. Huh. So you 20% go all the way up to the top. The other 80% are pretty much you're there to get blamed all right so like you're you're you run the city and yeah <laughs> you know that's like i was a sergeant in the army so i know what that's like. you know what that's like right <laughs> yeah yeah so pretty much like you know the reason you do it is because the reason you do it is because you're you're going for that brass ring you're going for that 20 percent. you know yeah. you're saying hey i got I that chance but there's the thing though if something goes wrong right that's you're there for that's your your job is okay so effectively if you're in the party so the to be in the party that's like the best thing so because you're separated from all society, you don't have to really worry about doing anything and then if anything goes wrong, the city managers there to to blame so uh for example the, this is what uh for example the recent lockdowns that have gotten everybody uh so that have gotten everybody um They've gotten everybody so tense. Yeah. So they recently had the—I uh, think it was the, the 20th Congress for the the Chinese Communist Party. And so it was a—this is the big—it's a big show. I mean, all the communists come together in, in Beijing, and it's the Congress, and it's, it's Xi Jinping. It's a big deal. Do we know the
2: address? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just—
1: Well, the, the <laughs> so Okay, okay. 20th no, Congress. No, so I didn't even know they had this. Okay. Thing, so. No, no, they do. It's the 20th Congress. Okay. And so they, it's, it's this big gathering. And so what happens is— all the city managers are told, okay, so um, uh, are told, um, so the 20th Congress is going to be celebrating the lack of COVID and they're going to be celebrating the effectiveness of lockdowns. So your job is to make Xi, Xi Jinping look good. Oh my all right. So all the city managers are like, okay, great. So we want no COVID. I can make that happen. All right. I can do that. That's good for me. Right. Because I can do that. And then he wants to be celebrated for the lockdown. I got a great idea. So they go out and they say, we're going to take all these sections of the city. We're going to lock them all down. And then we're going to put out a pronouncement that says that there's zero COVID in the city and that the Communist Party is great. China is great. And, you know, the Congress and Xi Jinping is is wonderful. And so then that's going to be good. And it's all going to be on me. That's a good thing. It's on me. And so all the cities do this. So all the city managers are trying to goose themselves up yeah. by putting all these lockdowns in and, and doing all these things. They may even build, if they have the money, they may say, oh, let's build a compound over here. you know. And they'll say, hey, look, we've got a big compound. We're ready. This is all saving face, right? I mean, this is not – you're not going to build a compound because it's a good idea. You're doing it because it, it looks good on TV. And yeah, save yeah. So what they'll do is they'll say, okay – uh, so they lock all these people down, and all these people down are like, "Wait a minute! Like, what are we locking down for?" Right? Yeah,
2: you told you told me one guy was coming out, like he was buying a sofa or something. You said, I thought. And he was coming out of his apartment building. He didn't even live in, and they went to <laughs> they
1: went to weld the door shut on they the did. dude. They welded short. They welded the door shut on him. It's true. It's true. He was going to. He went to buy a sofa, and um, they went to buy a sofa, and then uh, it, was, it was on the other side. Of this huge building. He went into the. Uh, he went into the building, and then he uh, he saw the sofa, and then he left, and then they they said, "Hey, were were you in that building?" And uh, and he says, well, yeah, I went in the door and I looked at the sofa, and then I came back out. Well, they had had like a COVID uh, exposure that happened on the other side of the building, and so they, anyways, he had to, they put him in a hotel room for two weeks, and they welded the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing about this. Oh but this man, is, it's not as bad, this is, man. This is terrible. It's wild, man. And oh then, oh my goodness, and okay. then he, and yeah, and they they weren't they were he, he had to throw out his trash at certain designated times. Wow! And so there was only a certain designated time. Everyone had to throw out the trash at one time, and they 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 welded the window shut, so we couldn't get out the window.
2: Oh my goodness! Yeah, and uh, what's wrong with these people? Okay, okay.
1: So <laughs> back to these city managers. Yeah. So these city managers. Okay. So what happens is the city managers do this because they're trying to get in with the party. All right. But what you know what makes you laugh? The same thing that make you laugh can make you cry. Right? Yeah. And so what happens is now that things are going bad, these city managers, man, if you're a city manager in China, man, you got to get out of Dodge. I mean, you got to get your family and get out, man, because you're not going to make it, man. that's what happens is they'll say is the city managers, because it's always the same thing. All right. So the party will always come out and say, well, the party cares about the people. And so we have directed the city managers to be to be number one guy for the people. And now that we'll come out and looking, the city manager. He is the bad guy, man. He's not for the people. He's your enemy. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get rid of this guy, and we're gonna make it all right again. Because we're gonna put another guy in, and that guy's gonna take care of you. So that's not a job you want, right, man? I'm telling you, I, I don't. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't be constantly looking over your shoulder all the time. That doesn't sound like a good gamble to me. No, no. So if you're a city manager, it's not going to work out too well for you, I don't think. Uh, so and effectively, and and it's always to and even now. What they're doing is they're working with the city managers in that fashion, but they're also too. Um, they're also uh, uh, as far as the COVID, uh, the uh, the protests. Yeah. What they're doing now is they're saying. Um, what they're doing now is they're saying, okay, people are allowed to. Protest because there have been some peaceful protests. All right, so a lot of times people are coming in. Have you heard about this white paper? They have the white paper. If you go online,
2: yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I read you, about that this morning. Yeah, if
1: you go online and you see, you'll see people waving up white pieces of white paper. Mm-hmm. And so the the Chinese government has effectively said this. They have said if people want to come out and they want to have peaceful protest and they want to have protest of silence and they want to sit down and say that covid's a bad thing then they're allowed to do that and the, the the chinese government will make changes and we will we will change things and make it better but if people start screaming or getting violent or th- or you know putting cars on fire then we're going to assume that this is the CIA that has infiltrated china and these are sleeper agents who are sowing chaos in our society and we're just going to assume that and we're going to make the problem go away
2: It sounds like they felt like, you know what, we have to draw a line somewhere, but we know that if we draw the line behind where they're already at, they're not going to stop. And the reason we have to draw this line is because we have to look like we're still in control.
1: Yeah. I mean, it really is. So when we talked about the hospitals getting overwhelmed, and so they can't allow that to happen because they would cause it's saving face. Yeah. And so what happens is they say, okay, we're going to lock people down and we're going to get a vaccine. And they did that. The problem is that the chinese vaccine is even worse than the american vaccine so um so <laughs> you know, it's went, possible it's good <laughs> yeah so uh, they went ahead and they 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 um they everyone got the everyone got the shot hmm. and they didn't do anything and so china's vaccine isn't a great vaccine and so now we have another problem of saving face oh. because if we admit the truth now we say well we have a really bad hospital system that got easily overwhelmed by uneducated elderly people, and on top of that, we had, we did our own vaccine. It didn't it didn't really work, so now we have two problems to save phase four. All right, somebody needs
2: on a before I switch to a serious thing, kind of a lighthearted note. Somebody needs to tell them you still have cheap labor. You're still useful to us. Don't worry about it. It's good. Your hospitals can suck all they want. Everything in our country says made in China. It's fine. <laughs> all right. It's, it's between you and Taiwan. You win. <laughs> so now though, doesn't this put us kind of close to a Tiananmen Square incident, right? Like, this okay. is getting
1: bad. Yeah, all right. So couple things. Number one, most people don't understand or don't realize that Tiananmen Square wasn't an incident. It was something that happened over a longer period of time. It happened in a major in a vast majority of the cities and it happened as a series of incidents. Is of incidences that culminated in the Tiananmen Square massacre. Uh, so the, uh, and, and in that sense, what's happening now is pretty scary because it's, it's similar. What's happening today is as close to Tiananmen Square as we have been. Now, I personally, am, I don't, it very well may not get to that point. All right, it really, it may not. Because, okay, it is, all about the economy, and if you go back to what I said previously about China and about their view of the economy and people okay. being able to work and get rich, okay, yeah. that trumps all; it all rules right. all. all. So right. they can find a way to solve it with money. Yeah, here, yeah, and so here's the thing, okay? So is China has a lot of problems, okay? And eventually, it's 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 going to be bad. Mm-hmm. They have demographic problems, just like Japan. Yeah, they're 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 going to have a, dum- a a population collapse. They have uh they have a, they're. It, they're on the precipice, uh, the precipice of a middle income trap, and uh, their country is going to be stuck economically, much like Mexico is. Mm. Uh, and they have a lot of problems, a ton of problems. They got the Taiwan problem. They got uh, Xi Jinping. You know the ancient Chinese prophecies, and he, I th- he thinks he's like a war. You know, he thinks like he, he's he's meant to bring out a war, and 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 and. and so there's a lot of things that th- there's a lot of things there, but they they got a lot of problems. Here's the thing. Chinese Chinese people are not really going to get to that point until it really affects the economy. All right, And right now it is. But I don't know if it's really to that point because there's high unemployment right now. There's almost 20% unemployment in China. Yeah. But that might not be enough. If you ever get to a point where a majority of people, say 40% or even higher, those people can't work, they can't eat, they can't better their lives, and they're they're becoming destitute and poor. If that happens and people can't work and get rich... That's wrong. then sure yeah and i also think it has to be
2: maybe a a more sudden change rather than a gradual change because that's how things in america like if you just went from like the 1960s to today i think much of the stuff going on would be totally unacceptable that the stuff that's happening today in america but because we've just you know slowly taken away this slowly taken away that yeah i don't think it's any different in china people are people
1: well, I tell you, it's really sad. I, it's it's hard sometimes to watch to see where we have come from and where we are now. Okay. Uh, I the other day, so some people they, they they throw stuff and get upset and they turn over cars and and they're upset about the uh, the lockdown measures. They're upset about uh, uh, about the government. But I, the other day, there are university students. Okay. There are people in China that really do get it. Okay. And then they're not, and some of them are my students. I mean, I was telling a student today, I said, you know, I said, Hey, all, cause we were still, we've been studying out like Plato and Aristotle and some of the Greek philosophers. And I, I'm, I'm saying, Hey, you know, what we're talking about like Plato and Aristotle, like this, like the stuff that they were talking about in Athens that's the stuff that people are talking about right now in China. Like you guys are talking about the rule of law and, and the nature of democracy. Like that is where people were in Athens. And you know, my, my students are younger, you know, so they say, you know, they're kind of more, they're not really into that sort of thing, but I, I try to put it in their mind. So maybe they'll remember one day, you know, like, no, like you, you this is a real inflection point. Yeah. So there are people at university and the university level in China who are coming out and it's, it's heartwarming to watch. They say, "They say we want democracy." Probably not pure democracy, okay? Don't forget about that. It's probably a bad thing. But they say, "They say we want democracy." Low change, yeah, right. And they say, and then this, they say, it's amazing. They say, "They say we want the rule of law. We want free speech. We want free information." You know, and, and these kids get it. They really do. They get it. And I mean, and so it's funny. The democracy discussion is such a larger discussion. But they get the rule of law. And that's crazy. Like, they don't have that. They, there is no rule of law in China. Like, it does not exist. And, and, like, freedom of speech does not exist. It, like, rule of law is not a thing. So, you just, you, you're not. You, you... It's
2: like there's just an idea of existing within a certain bounds yeah. of societal norms that the government accepts. Right. Yes. Which may sound like a fancy way of saying there's laws, but no.
1: Well, it's a it goes back to the whole uh, culture of making money. So you know, most people are making money, and they're not going to worry about the law. Like right? that's not what it's not what their purpose is. So most Chinese people say, "Listen, I'm a Chinese person. Okay, I, I don't worry about that sort of thing. I don't yeah. need to, right? Like I don't need to. Like you're an American, so you got to spend all your time worrying about things like this. Like I'm a Chinese person, I don't to worry about those things. You know, like they're not going to worry about what the laws are. Like that's somebody else's job. Their job is to make money, right? Like I want to make, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to go be a engineer I make a lot of money right like that's that's what it's that's what the life is about about the only
2: aspect of their life that uh i would uh, i would like is they mind their own business to the extreme from what you've told me like remember you you were telling me that people like will drive right by somebody who got like hit by a car they're like nope oh yeah see you later because the chinese will they have to find someone to blame so they're just like
1: yeah i to blame that guy no no they do oh yeah that's right i was telling you yeah you were telling that. me about yeah, this no, i was they're um yeah they they have a uh, it's, it's it's this whole idea of clean the snow off of your own you know, clean the snow off of your own uh off your own step so you know you wouldn't it's not you know it, it's it's not and it's it's interesting because Chinese culture doesn't have the presuppositions of Christianity like the West does. That's why it's so different. Huh. So, you don't have, you know, do unto, your, do unto others what you would have done unto yourself. Yeah. You know, let's help out grandma because grandma can't do it herself, right? Like, Chinese culture is different, okay? So, they used to have, like, for example, uh, they used to have the, the houses along the river. And so, what people would do is, like, you throw the trash in the river. So, if you have, like, trash, you need to get rid of your trash. Throw it in the river. You just right? don't care about the people downstream. Well, yeah, and you also blame the people who are upstream, <laughs> right? <laughs> what? So you're like, okay, John. Oh yeah, little Johnny, go throw the trash in the river, you know. And then uh, you know you get, uh, and then you know you throw it in the river, and then your neighbor knocks on your door. You go, leave me alone, you know. This is nothing I don't even do with you. Go away. Everybody's and, just out for themselves yep, over there. Hey, pretty much. And then you go, where are you going? I'm going to go get a guy upstream. I got this trash coming into my house. so I'm telling him to stop doing it. You know. Yeah, that can't last forever,
2: right? <laughs> I. I mean, yeah, short of short of money and getting them, you know, back focused into how their culture kind of works, and that's a lot of people that I think maybe already crossed a line that like they would have never thought to cross. Which is, you know, I am not getting insider information. You are, I am yeah. getting the mainstream headlines that everybody else is getting, right? And so, all, from my perspective, all I am seeing is these people are doing something that is like explicitly forbidden. Like you do, you don't even. I mean, they lock down the internet. So, and they—they're not supposed to, you know, even. They can go to jail for for putting out a video about something bad about China. Yeah. Well, you're gonna get out in the streets and openly protest the government. Yeah, there's
1: no okay. So that's a line in the sand, yeah, man. No, it really, it really is. It really is. And these are some incredibly brave people here. Okay. Yeah. These are incredibly brave people. No joke. Because and they don't. They, oftentimes they will not go after. Oftentimes they will not go after you. They oftentimes go after your family. I mean, if if if, if they if they can because they like have the, the mob. The, what's that? It's like the mob. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes it's a lot of times bad. It can be, yeah. I mean, it can be. Goodness. Uh, you know, it can be. I mean, that's not. Sometimes they don't. But they, these are very brave people that are going out and then doing this. They have the with the facial, the facial technology where they can see your face. Yeah. And they can lock down your. Uh, they can lock down the social media. Um, it, it is. It is weird because I see a lot more videos than my than parents see, like inside China. Because inside China, the videos go out, and then what they do is the videos go out, they get deleted. Mm. All right. So what they'll do is, for example, like they have to have other ways. So people will write the word. People come in, they'll comment on the word. They'll say big. So if they see a big, uh, if they see a, a big protest, they'll comment and they'll say big. And then people say, big, 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 big. So it'll say a 1,000 bigs. So when the video gets deleted, people say, oh, look at the comments. And they'll say, that was a, that was a deleted video for a big protest. You know, we know that's a big protest. What? Yeah, yeah. So people will people will do this because everything gets deleted so fast over there. Well, because they don't want to get found, right? Well, that see, the thing is, protests happen in China all the time, all right? But oh. the, the, the Chinese government gets away with it because they're usually isolated. And so they happen in one city, and then people always—it's always blamed on the troublemaker, okay? So this is a very common Chinese narrative, is people will say, well— What happened was a lot of righteous uh, citizens who are good people got together for a peaceful protest against something that's probably needed to be changed. All right. And this is a good thing. So we appreciate these people. But then what happened was there was a couple bad apples. And these are people that these are probably people, the the CIA, either the CIA or they probably got past the firewall. And then they got they got, uh, you know, because there's like a evil people in America and they got brainwashed. So these people came in, they infiltrated these people. And so what they did was they whooped up a lot of trouble. And then all of a sudden people started burning cars and we can't let this happen. So we have got to go in and do our part to protect the country. We've got to protect China from these troublemakers who are hijacking. All these things, right? It's a very common narrative. You, China. you, you say CIA. I hear right wing, you know, crazy people. Oh, right, whatever, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here. no, I hear you. And this is why, okay? People want the, the All right, that's the point I was making before too. The students will come out and they will say, "We want the rule of law, like in America." <laughs> i be like, "So do we." Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And as an American, you're like, you know what? I dream about the rule of law as well, <laughs> you know, <right? laughs> You know, yeah. you are know, like, like you
2: guys hide some stuff. You ain't seen nothing yet. Let right. Let me show you how
1: we do it in America. Man, unbelievable. <laughs> I know. And, uh, wow. It, it's, yeah. Uh, it, it's, um, it, it, it Chinese government will point to the fragmentation in America. They'll say, Well, look at America. They're so fragmented and they shoot each other and it's, it's a mess. Why would you want China to be like that? You know, and sometimes you can say, You know, the Chinese are pretty united people. And so you look at the way that they are united and you say, Wow, it must be nice to be able to have one common ideology that you can all believe in. Yeah, well, we got united in our name. So there. Well, there you go. United States of America, right? Yeah. The, um, so the, uh, Take that, China. Yeah, so the that's a very common narrative in China. So the what's what's bad for the Chinese government, for the party, is when you get the free flow of information, and then people start saying, wait a minute, this is not one protest, this is 10 protests or 100 protests. It's not just in one city, it's in all the cities. And it's not just a couple of troublemakers, it's everybody. And when that happens, the party starts to lose the narrative. And so that is why... Uh, and so that's what's happening now, mm. and that is why you are going to see a, a – a, 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 um, you're going to see a backing off on the COVID, okay? So even in Beijing in the past couple of days, more than 30 closed communities have been open. They have to. Yeah, they have to, and, and that's what's happening is now is there have to. And what they're doing is they are trying to open up these places, and they are trying to get people um, – okay, so here's the thing. They're telling people in Beijing – that the COVID wave is not at peak and that it's probably not going to peak until the end of December. So probably around Christmas time and that's when they expect the COVID to peak. Uh, and so that means that between, in the next month, you're going to have kind of an interesting dance to see what happens. So this is what's going to be, it, it's going to be very, very interesting. But I will tell you well, I, I don't think, I think that on the bad side, I think that the Chinese government will could become very aggressive with the people, and uh, you, you could conceivably have a situation like um, like a ten- like like um, Tiananmen Square. It, it's really shocking uh, to talk to people about Tiananmen Square. A lot of people, um, some people in China, I would say probably thirty mm. uh, percent, maybe maybe twenty 20%, percent, maybe twenty percent of the people in China believe that Tiananmen Square is a conspiracy theory, and then it never happened. Wow. um yeah twenty percent um probably twenty percent feel that it's real and um but uh they feel that it's it's unavoidable and so it's something that 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 has to be lived with uh and the other sixty percent uh believe that it was uh the other sixty percent believe a government narrative which is that the students were they believe that the students wanted something positive and yet that they didn't work with the government to implement slow change they wanted quick change but they didn't know what the best way was to accomplish that change and so they acted irrationally and that the government had to step in and had to do something to establish rationality so that the country would hold together and and that's probably what a vast majority of people believe that's dangerous yeah because that gives the CCP
2: um, sort of a not not a not a reason or motive, but like that would that would kind of lend credibility to the idea of force being used and it working.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely.
2: Because that would say inherently that sixty percent of people are going to go. Well, it's crappy that you know what just happened. If if it happens again, right? Yeah. But. It's inevitable because these people were being unruly in our society again.
1: Yeah, you know, you gotta remember that there is there is a deep set fear in the Chinese mind. Yeah, you know, there's a deep set fear in the Chinese mind from being occupied or being being taken over. Mm-hmm. So they had about a period of about a hundred years where they were they were taken over by imperialists. Okay, uh, 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 Britain came in and had their way with them. Um, they had. Uh, they had uh, uh, Americans, uh, the Japanese. Uh, you might you might be familiar with the Boxer Rebellion. Uh, the Boxer Rebellion was a massacre of Christian missionaries. Uh, so effectively, the uh, effectively the Christian missionaries were coming over there, and they were having a lot of success, and they were establishing. Um, they were really changing people's lives over there. But people saw that if if China was to become a Christian country, then it would cease to be a Chinese country. And so in the Boxer Rebellion in the late 1900s, all these Christian missionaries were slaughtered and, and they were all killed. Uh, and so they're, um, as a way to keep China Chinese. Right, and this has always been a is deeply set in the Chinese mind, not against Christianity necessarily, but the sense that the Japanese, right, when the Japanese conquered them and ruled them, so that if we, they don't have a strong China, if China doesn't rule with a strong hand, then they will be conquered, yeah. and and they're not going to allow that. To, and that's what the CCP says. CCP will say, well, you need to be about the party, you need to be for China, because if you're not, then we're just they're, they're going to yeah, come well, over of and course, take it over.
2: Of course, they'd be about that. Yeah. It
1: lends credibility and power to them. Yeah, no, it does. Well, that's that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, no, it uh, it really will. It really will. Uh, it's a it's going to be a very interesting month to see. Uh, and uh, I, I do think that the CCP is going to be brutal with the people if they have to be. But this is unlike anything before because now we have we have we have blunder of it. We have blunderground. We have Twitter. Yep. And the uh, what is that saying? The the revolution will be televised.
2: I don't know. I don't know, but the eyes of the
1: world are upon them now. Yeah, no, they really are. They really are. And to be honest, I mean, it really is. Uh, it, it's a contentious time uh, in Iran. It, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the Iranian protest, uh, but the other day, or briefly about that. Uh, yeah, sorry,
2: a, I'm busy with Russia and China and they're the biggest volcano uh, active in the world. Yeah, oh, that's right. right.
1: Now. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I'm a little busy. Hawaii, right? That was no. in Hawaii. Yeah. Yep. The um. So anyhow, in Iran, they and some of the cities, uh, they sent in the Revolutionary Guard. This was on Twitter. So someone posted this to Twitter, and there was a city where there was some protest. They cut the electricity to the city, so there was no electricity. They sent in the Revolutionary Guard, and they fired randomly into houses. What? That's true. When? Uh, this is a couple weeks ago. Well, last week, I think. And so and so they went in because they want to put the fear. They say, okay, uh, the protests are going to stop or we're going to come into your city and we're going to fire randomly in the houses and the protests don't stop. So they cut the power and somebody posted a video of this on Twitter. And when I say video, I'm not talking about a produced video. They were in their home and they're like, yeah, this is what's happening. And you can listen and you listen to gunfire for 10 minutes because people are walking around shooting guns into people's houses. So this happened in Iran the, the last week and we're not doing anything about it. I mean, hands are tied. I, if, I mean, well, right? People are dying. That's no big deal. That was my concern
2: with Russia. I think that was a lot of people's concern with Russia. Yeah. If we didn't do anything, and I'm no fan of of Joe Biden, but what a tightrope he. Ha- I mean, th- th- he has to walk. I'm not saying he made the decision one way or the other what to do. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that was a, c- a cabinet decision. Sure. But he had to sign off on it, sure, n- no doubt. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he had basically to choose, well, we either go in and say this is a human rights violation, which we've always stood up for. Mm-hmm. You're invading another country's borders. We've always stood up for that. Yeah. Or, you know, at, at the cost of American lives. Or we back out and try to find a way to do that where we don't look like, well, we no longer care about the world. We're totally stepping off the global stage. Yeah. And. They found a way. They were like, you know what? NATO. If you invade a NATO country, we yeah. will come after you. But we're going to allow this for NATO. No different than the line that the CCP just drew. And I think what we're seeing now is other countries that aren't bound by NATO doing things that ordinarily in the open would not have been allowed prior to Russia's little experiment, seeing if they could get away with it. Yeah. But now we've allowed it. And so... Like, what are we going to do? Right. Or we're going to do something to them and not and not the other? That's kind of what I was worried about. And sure enough, here here we are. Yeah. I can't believe China hasn't done more in Taiwan.
1: Yeah, there there's all sorts of theories. I mean, theories about the lockdown. And some people say that people are being locked down to prepare them to be locked down for when they invade Taiwan. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I I I tend to be more of the safe face uh, kind of a theory, mm-hmm. but I do believe uh, uh, that Xi Jinping does want to invade Taiwan. I mean, he does want to take it, uh, and he believes that uh, part of the part of his destiny is to do, is to do so. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't see them successfully doing that. But then again, also too, I, I don't
2: <sighs> look at look at Russia.
1: Yeah, no, they're I know. not stopping. I know, no, I know. I know they're not stopping. It's true. So that's just very contentious uh, because uh, it has to do with also, too, the Solomon Islands and with the naval power. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really comes out. When it, people say Taiwan to me, and I never hear Taiwan. I always hear Solomon Islands yep. because China wants America out of there, all right? Because as soon as America's out of the Solomon Islands, they got the whole place. They can do what they want. Right.
2: It's no different than when we had to hop our way over to Japan by capturing islands along
1: the way. Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you, if China could do anything to get America out of the Solomon Islands, that's where the rubber meets the road. Is right there. Like they do not want America there. They want them out of there. Of course not. Yeah. No. So we're 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 on. Man, this is a
2: difficult presidency. Like again, I'm no fan of Joe Biden, but boy, the, the stuff he's had to preside over and he's going through
1: right now. Like, what do you do? Oh, no, I, I hear you. I, I don't like I don't know who's running the country right now, but whoever it is, I, it is a hard thing. And with the elections, like foreign policy, like here, uh just being in, in New Hampshire and having an opportunity to be in front of candidates. if You get a chance to talk to somebody like foreign policy is a big deal because like the wheels are coming off the world. I yeah, mean, you got Ukraine, you got Russia, you got Iran. Um yeah. I mean, you got. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got China. Oh yeah, problems everywhere. As as a Christian, my ears are perking up. <laughs> They're perking up, man. That's it. They're perking up. Yep. So yeah, wow. So as a, uh, uh, it is quite. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, it is. Uh, you have the white paper, the white paper revolution. People are waving the white paper because they are trying to use the government's words against them. It's going to be an interesting month, and uh, we'll have to check in. We'll check in in time and see how things go. Um, but uh, I would say. I would say right now my opinion is that I don't think that the economy is so bad that this would lead to a structural overturning in the country. I could be wrong. I can't call it. 50-50. Yeah. 50-50. I tell you what it's, though, but yeah. That's my guess. Is uh yeah, is it your guess. <laughs> safe. Yeah, is it safe? <laughs> I but I will tell you what though. If you uh those uh these young people in China they are they're great people, and uh, they're great people, man. are great people. I love them. Love them. And uh, so, we, so we should be praying for them, and uh, those are brave people. And those are people, when they say that they want the rule of law, they mean it, and they know what the rule of law is. And when they say that they want freedom of information, freedom of speech— that is what they want. Uh and they don't have it. Uh so um it is uh it is something to, something to really for their prayer pray for them and uh and pray for the gospel as well cuz those uh I tell you when China will be a, a time for when when they're open and they're ready to receive those are people those are people that are in desperate need of God for sure. Yeah. And apparently a lot of them
2: 27 million in one city. In one city. Yeah. yeah
1: that's right. In one city. That's a lot. That's right. Thank you for joining us on Notes from Blunderground. We will see you next time.
0: I am a sick man. I am a spiteful man. I am an unattractive man. I believe my liver is diseased. I felt them positively swarming in me, these opposite elements. They drove me to convulsions and sickened me. I did not know how to become anything, neither spiteful nor kind, neither a hero nor an insect. Now I am living out my life in my corner, taunting myself with the spiteful and useless consolation. Even if I had had magnanimity, I should only have had more suffering from the sense of its uselessness. It is only the fool who becomes anything. The whole principle falls into dust. Tom and Steve listen to the spirit of the age. All they hear is notes from Blunderground.